everyone. Welcome to the Voice of Social Sales. I'm your host, Chelsea Pites. I'm very excited to share with you a pre-recorded interview that I did on Facebook Live with the one and only Mr. Scott Shapiro, who is the global head of real estate for Facebook. And we talk all things real estate and Facebook marketing from Facebook business pages, how to get your content to get more reach and engagement, what you should be doing with live video, what your pro tip for any kind of video on Facebook and Instagram would be, and a whole lot of other information. So thank you so much for tuning in. If you have subscribed, thank you for returning. Consider giving us a five-star rating if you find this valuable. If you are new to the show, please consider hitting that subscribe button. And I want to make sure that we are connected on all the socials, especially Instagram. Instagram is my jam, and I would love to help you level up your Instagram game. If you would like to take advantage of my offer for a free Instagram bio audit, all you have to do is come over to Instagram, give me a follow, and send me a direct message, and let me know that you came from this podcast and you would like to get your free audit. I also have some awesome content ideas that you can download from free right in the link in bio. So with that, let's get into the show. So excited. I have to tell you, Scott, I usually don't get very nervous when I interview people, but it was a little (laughs) bit of a celebrity moment for me today because I've been so excited about having you on and, um, you know, from sort of the mothership of uh, one of our favorite things to talk about, which is Facebook and real estate and social media and how to build your brand and use the amazing tools that are out there. So um, for those folks who may not know who you are, just a really quick intro of who you are and where you work and what you do, and then we're gonna dive in. Awesome, Chelsea, thanks. Uh, Likewise, you know, I know we have a lot of common friends, so this is great, like when you can kind of combine different social threads. I know you do a lot of amazing advocacy and work in the industry, so it's great to talk to you, so thank you for the time. Um, For those who don't know me, my name is Scott Shapiro. I'm a client partner at Facebook, so I work on our real estate team that uh, interfaces with the real estate industry, really focused on how best to use Facebook and Instagram from a marketing and advertising perspective. And then because we are, we call ourselves scrappy or whatever other word you want to use, kind of bootstrapping, um, I also do our industry relations. Um, So I will go out and talk to folks like you, Chelsea, do interviews and whatnot. Um, I work for amazing leaders who have been like, you want to go do this? Have fun. God bless Mazel Tov. Go do it. Um, So in addition to working directly with a select number of clients, I really do try to get out in front of the industry and explain our platforms better. I think there's a lot of misinformation. Um, We've really tried to be on our front foot this year, and I know we'll get into it with a website and with a guide that we put out. And a lot of it is really hearing from everyone in the industry, which is we need to hear more from Facebook directly. So um, anytime I get to be with an influencer and a leader like you, it's a good day. And I'm appreciative of the time. I love it. I love that we're going right to the source. And I actually, um, I didn't meet you. I met you in my mind, obviously. I was in the (laughs) audience. Um, But years ago at the San Francisco Inman, I saw you presenting, and I believe you were presenting, um, it could have even been as specific as maybe even Instagram stories at that point, but you were talking about Instagram and uh, I was excited. I was like, oh my gosh, one day I'm going to, I'm going to meet this person. So I'm excited that we've manifested this, this meeting today. And I've been a fan from afar from a long time. So I'm very excited. I want to just dive into, and um, you know, if you're tuning in here live, uh, I have my old school printout here of my (laughs) real estate professionals guide to success. This is from Facebook. Okay. So we're going to be talking about this. And if you all want a copy of this, drop me a comment below so that I can make sure that I get this out to you. This is a really amazing guide. And I also want to talk about the brand new website that you have. It's a resource for the real estate professional to really understand what they can do to elevate their business using the tools that are in Facebook. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, why this came about your, your project of really helping educate and demystify some of the tools that are available at your fingertips and, and talk about what exactly is a partner and how do they go about connecting with someone at Facebook? So I think a couple of things. First, it's our responsibility to be good stewards back to the industry we serve. So I think we do look at it as it's our responsibility being employees of Facebook and knowing the platform to be able to have a conversation with the industry. Because the industry is so large, it is often really hard. It's tough when you have you know anywhere from what, 1.3 to 2.1, whatever the number NAR wants to call these days, of registered um, agents and or brokers. 
Um, we have a select number of partners, clients, and clients that we work with, some of the largest brokerages and or portals in the business. But if we think about it, just even 40% of the industry, over 40% is at independent brokerages. So a lot of this is you know, getting out in front of folks and really talking about the power of the platform. We know that we can generate lead generation and demand generation, but there are art and science to it. And oftentimes what we think is, you know, that the industry understands that we're saying this over here is where you should be. And oftentimes there's still a little bit over here. So this is really a year that we took to put ourselves on the front, the front foot, um, get the guide out, talk about certain projects and partners, talk about certain products. And then the website is really the resource that we've long needed so that if you have that question, you know, instead of going off to maybe a third party that maybe does or doesn't know the platform or has a different thought process as to what you should do, you need to hear from us directly. So it's a evergreen project. The website, the beauty of it is that we launched it to be evergreen because that was the big thing is Facebook and Instagram will always continue to grow new products. And frankly, lastly, I'll say this, Chelsea, as we think about COVID, our platforms and the uses and the needs of agents and brokers have changed. So we needed to be more flexible, more on our front foot, more in front of folks. So that's really where this came from. And um, it's been a about an eight month work process to get everything up and live, but you know, it's September 10th and we now have our guide and our website out. And That's amazing. And we keep talking come. about this website and I am going to, after this is over, I'll make sure that I put this website up in the, uh, the description of this live video. Yes. Uh, it's going to be facebook.com slash business industries slash real estate. And I know that's hard yeah. to, you know, note while you're watching a live, but don't worry. I will make sure that there is access to that uh, URL so that you can, yeah. can go there. And so that'll have a lot of information in it. And uh, I'm just going to dive into to the guide go here. So when we first I kind of opened this and we were laughing because, you know, I'm a note taker. You're a note taker where I'm in mm -hmm. here highlighting and note taking. Um, I love some of the stats that are in here. Definitely driven by stats. Love the numbers. Numbers. And, um, you know, some of these just always impress me, even though I feel like, oh, yeah, you know, everybody's everybody's on Facebook, everybody's on digital. So um, there was in the first page, 80% of agents in the United States use Facebook to market homes for sale. Yes. That's a big number. I mean, that's that's almost the whole the whole group. <laughs> Yeah, I think what's interesting about the number is that outside of the MLS, it's the number one sourced um, place to market a listing. And I think there's nuance, right? And so that language matters. So that came from, I believe, the 2019 Burrell Annual Report. And this is self-reported by agents. And I think it also came through some information from NAR. Um, so I think agents are on the platform. Agents believe they're marketing. But I think there's a difference between organic marketing and reaching a sphere of influence and then marketing, which is if we didn't have an organic model and everything had to be advertised to actually be on our platforms, what would that look like? Obviously that's not the case, but I think it's a really important distinction between are you organically on the platform mm -hmm. or are you using our, our more advanced advertising methodologies to reach consumers who you have no current relationship with? which is how you use every other marketing platform known to, uh, you know, to business, right? So mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting stat. So I think that people are, and I'm I, I just conjecturing, I think people are, are a little bit nervous. Like they feel like they might not know how to use sort of the paid side. So on the organic side or, or free, we like to use, you know, the sure. alternative the alternative word is free. Um, you know, it's, I think it's so important. I'm a big believer in creating community and being mm -hmm. active in your Facebook groups and creating Facebook stories, which we're going to talk about. Um, but uh, you know, adding the, the power of having sort of that, that paid advertising that is so able to target so specifically and communicate with people who are using Facebook, um, you know, what, do you think that 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 organic and paid is sort of like the it, it's even it's, it's like an exponential yeah. success? I mean, you kind of have to have like this, you know, organic mm -hmm. kind of branding that complements and then that paid really can kind of take it to the next level. Um, the answer, the short answer is yes, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I, I want to be clear to people that, you know, I, I don't want them to take away that, you know, Facebook only cares if I do paid advertising because that's not the case. That's absolutely right. not the case. What I do think is important is when you do any type of marketing, whether it's organic, 
or whether you're paying for it, what is it that you want to convey to the consumer? What is the message you want them to take? I think that because we have metrics such as likes and shares and comments, and there's a lot of that sort of feeling on the organic side that kind of makes you feel good. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's an easy dopamine win for like, yes, somebody liked my post. Yes, somebody wants to do this. What I would state is, what do you want the consumer to take away? So on the organic side, it's people who follow your page. Mm-hmm. Are they in the mo- mode to be a consumer? And even if you have a huge fan base or a follower base, you still have exponentially so many more people that you need to reach in your community to market your services. Whether it's organic or paid, think about it in two ways. One, make sure it's mobile friendly. So anything and everything you do with Facebook and Instagram, make it mobile friendly. That means shooting vertical instead of horizontal. We're gonna talk about stories, so think about short clips. That's one, so think mobile first. And then two, make sure, like, what do you want the consumer to take away from that interaction? What is it that you would wanna say in that time, either organically or paid? Most of the paid advertising we see is listings based because that's probably the, frankly, the easiest way to get involved because again, you've got the listing, normally you're pulling it through a feed, you're using a partner, you put it up, advertise and go. I think on the branding side of the house, it's really, what is your worth? And you talked about community. What do you provide the consumer? And I think agents still need to explain that locally to their consumers or talk about community. And I think those are really good ways to make themselves stand out. What if they're intimidated by, by ads? What if they're like, no, mm-hmm. I, I want to do this, but I know a lot of people that say, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Like, I don't know if I know yeah. what I'm doing. I mean, what are, what are mm-hmm. some resources that, that you can mention? And maybe there's some, you know, on the, on the website too, where sure. people aren't going to feel as intimidated to, to get involved and, and, and try the power of that, that paid medium. So this will be a little bit of a long answer. So I'm going to kind of pause in the middle just because I want people to get a couple of different thoughts. One, um, we hear this a lot about boosting. So Mm -hmm. boosting is advertising and it is a lightweight form of advertising on Facebook. However, it's not the most advanced way to advertise on Facebook. As an example, you cannot do lead generation from boosting a post. Right. So it's much more a engagement play. Mm -hmm. Again, that's fine, but what are we trying to say to the consumer? So that's one, because the common thing we get is there are three things. One, well, I'm on Facebook, I'm on organically. That's going to be limited by the followers you have. Are they in market? Are they not? So that's mm-hmm. one. Two, then we see people go, but I'm boosting. Good. You can get a little bit wider range of audience. Right. However, it's a little more on the engagement side. And then we have the third, which is really what we think about every morning that we get up with our team thinks about is how do we drive business outcomes? How do we drive GCI? Ultimately, you're marketing yourself for the property that you represent to drive a sale, to drive GCI, to drive your business forward. And we know when done correctly that we can drive those outcomes. So those are the first things that I'm just going to pause there. So those are the three ways of thinking about it of, you know, yes, organic boosting is different than advertising. Right. So we'll call it, we'll kind of go, Put a, put a light in the sand there. <laughs> what we have done as a team over the last two years is work really closely with a variety of end brokerages who are highlighted in the guide. I'm going to walk through their programs and a selected number of partners that we call third-party tech providers. And when I walk through some of the partners that we work with and the list of people that we know, there'll, there'll probably be a lot of people nodding either on the Facebook Live or if they're listening to this later in the webcast group. Part of these folks. So first, we have partners on a portal site. Zillow has a program. Realtor.com has a program. So they offer services for agents to advertise based on their um, remnant inventory and how they work together with partners. So there's that. Then brokerages themselves, large brokerages, Keller, Remax, Realogy, Compass, um, Berkshire Hathaway, these large firms have invested heavily in technology to make it easy for agents to actually use advertising across Facebook, Instagram, as well as some other channels more effectively. They've spent a lot of time with our teams. They've been very thoughtful about product builds. They've tried to really build tools that follow our best practices, but that are really easy, Chelsea. So the way I always state this is, you know, you and I talk about, you know, picking up our mobile phones, right? 
well, you know, we unbox our new Samsung Galaxy, our new iPhone, hit a couple of buttons and you're ready to go. And we would state, well, that's easy technology. But, you know, if we unscrew this phone, there's going to be a lot of stuff you and I are going to be like, well, what did we just do? <laughs> right. And I think it's similar here, which is these brokerages have been very, very thoughtful about working to make a UI that puts the time back for the agent five minutes. We don't need to be doing, you know, Olympic types of gymnastics to put ads together on Facebook and Instagram, um, simplifying the ads manager process to be more real estate based mm. and then being able to drive those business results forward. Wait, doing so are things... you saying that there might be a real estate focused ads manager? Is that what? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> but I, through, par through partners, that's a really great point. No, oh, because I, I was that. like excited no. for a minute. I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. Obviously we have the housing employment and credit flow, which Right. Kind of is is a uh, is part of that, but what they've done is you know Facebook has open architecture, and so these companies have been very thoughtful about building on top of it. You know we build for the the masses. We have nine million advertisers across the globe, over three billion users on Facebook. So it's hard to build industry specific sure. templatization on our platform. You know we we sometimes do, sometimes don't, but in this case, it's really the partners coming in, building on top of our infrastructure mm -hmm. and making it more uh, thoughtful to the real estate industry. So in other words, we know certain things that can be done better in, for real estate that we wouldn't necessarily say to go do for Procter & Gamble. Right, right, interesting. So partners such as, again, Realogy with Social Ad Engine, mm -hmm. Compass has done Exit, they're at, uh, the Exit Ad Center, Keller Williams Command, Remax Megaphone, I'm trying to think, I'm trying not to leave anybody out. Um, Berkshire Hathaway, the, they work with AdWorks. So these are all partners who build solutions that mm -hmm. allow you to do advertising in a safe, effective, um, frankly, easy to use, but efficient way. And what we're finding is if you look across the results from those partners, the ads are much more efficient and the outcomes are much better for the agents. Um, so that's a big delineation point. And then lastly, the, the last piece I'll put in is partners. So there are companies, so you and I talked about Commissions Inc. is one, HomeSnap, AdWorks, you know, there are other partners that are building on top of our platforms that offer services. I think what agents should really ask is, look at the guide and look at the products that we talk about as successful products. And when you're, asking those companies, what do you do on Facebook and Instagram? Make sure you have those questions lined up. And if you're getting a lot of people, you know, definitely fly our flag, they have our logos up, but they don't necessarily follow best practices. So again, ask those questions. Do you do retargeting? Mm -hmm. Do you do lead advertising? Do you have video and stories? You know, what, you know, you start asking those questions. Can I integrate my CRM in? Can I take my first party data, integrate that in and target those ones? If you start to get a, you know, like the kind of hemming and hawing, at that point, you probably expose that they're not using our best practices and that they really haven't had a deep relationship with our team. Mm -hmm. I love that. Okay. So now that we're talking sort of the nitty gritty about the ads, what yeah. are some of the, the best performing sort of, you know, templates, if you will, like you talk about lead generation and, mm -hmm. and we've talked about on the, on, you know, Facebook live before we talked about the lead ad forms, which I love. Sure. I think they're amazing. Um, so what are some things that you think are working really well for the real estate industry as far as maybe uh, formats, if you will, um, for, for types of ads or objectives? So lead ads go across all of our ad units. So whether you're in newsfeed, whether you're in stories, you can do them on videos, you can do it off of, um, well, they call it now instant experiences for a moment. I was like, wait, I had to think Canvas now instant experiences. Yes. <laughs> so I had to think about that one for a moment. But all of these ad units, you know, the core is that you can do the lead ad and the lead generation. So as you look at the guide, you'll notice that there are examples of stories as an example. And the learn more button, you swipe up, pre-filled out lead form with your information from Facebook. The consumer can look at it. Yes, click and go. Couple of tips and tricks. One, we are living in a mobile world. Shoot vertically, please. I, I, if I could get anything accomplished in the next couple of years from a creative perspective is there's more real estate, no pun intended, on our platforms now to advertise the listing you have. So that's on the listing side. Fill the screen, shoot vertically, 
people hold their phones vertically. That's the nature of what we do. One billion stories are shared across our platform every day. Think about that one billion. Uh-huh. And it's because that format is like, I hold my phone like this. It's easy and it's peasy right. and nice to use. So that's one. Second, in any copy that you put into a lead form, make sure you stress that you as the agent will be contacting the consumer. I do think there's a little bit of a gap of the consumer sees the learn more button. They think, oh, I'm, I need to go behind a paywall. I want to learn more about the listing. And there's a surprise element when the agent reaches out and they're, you know, maybe it's the panic of, well, I don't want to talk to you right now. I'm not ready. Like the kind of like deer in the headlights of like, whoa, I didn't do that. Right. Actually, yes, you did submit the lead form. I would just make sure you really spell out in the copy, you know, in any kind of communication that I am going to be connecting to you. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because I think there's a disconnect and I think it's in the consumer's mind. They're trained to get the PDF or they're trained to go to the website and learn more mm-hmm. versus being contacted. So I think that's a big point. Um, the third thing is be genuine. You know, one of the things and be authentic. One of the things I see, especially on the branding side is, you know, not everybody's personality is the same. You know, we're all different and we all approach our jobs differently. Agents, brokers, you're in sales, I'm in sales. So we all have different personas we use. You know, if you are a certain type of person or be that person on your social media marketing, you know, if that's your brand, if that's how you interact with people, if not, don't be that person, be authentic be you. And then lastly, again, I would state, Chelsea, think about what value you want to give the consumer. So if it's not a listing ad, if it's an ad, and we will talk a little bit about Facebook Live. I think one of the things that we need to do is we need to state your expertise. Mm. Why should you connect to me? Yes. You know, and it's, it's, it's not the I'm the number one seller in such and such a neighborhood. Okay. Okay. That might attract some people, but what that really is stating is I have an expertise in your neighborhood and I know this neighborhood really well. Um, You spoke about groups and communities. There is a wealth, especially in a time that we're in right now where community means more now than ever. So if it's not necessarily a real estate centric messaging and you don't have a listing, but you want to promote yourself, Go to local businesses, talk about what's happening in your community, what's happening at the church, the school, the synagogue, the mosque, the coffee shop. Um, what is it that people need to know about the school districts? What are, what are the things that you bring to the table and what agents bring to the table more than any other advertiser, business group than anything that I've seen on our platform is super local experience. And I think, again, make sure that you state that because, again, the consumer is sort of like, why should I connect with you? Exactly. I love that. I love that we talked about being genuine and also talked about that it doesn't just have to be about a house. It's about the community and Mm -hmm. you being a resource and a member of the community that's participating. So I love, I love that because that kind of takes away this fear of like the content creation Mm -hmm. too. Um, So I love all of those tips. And um, what am I going crazy or did I happen to see, speaking of like, um, you know, vertical, and having mm-hmm. templates and, and starting to place ads more in that stories realm. Um, I feel like I was playing around an ads manager. Did I see that you have some cool templates that you can use for story ads that I, I feel like I saw something like that, but uh, I might've also been going crazy. I don't know. <laughs> no, we're at, we are adding more functionality at a macro level to ads manager, but I do awesome. think again, yeah. yeah. And I think we look at these things in a macro lens Um, you know, we serve again, millions of advertisers and it's, everything is big, you know, as Nike down to, you know, you and I, I mean, as local main street USA advertisers. So there's always new formats and new fun things in ads manager. I think the reason a partner though becomes even more important is because that it does begin to get complex if you really don't understand the tool. The other thing I would state is what might be good for one industry or what might be a good experience might not necessarily work as well for real estate. So again, those real estate centric tech partners are really important because they think about this in the terms of real estate. Facebook thinks about it in the terms of building at the macro level. And then again, letting partners come in 
and make more specific um, templatization and creative templates based upon, you know, whatever you need. So that's a big, I think, key point here. I think the other thing is, frankly, you know, one of the things we want to do is we want to change a little bit of the core um, creative that gets put into, into our environments. And that's a slower role, but I think that's going to be heavily templatized, which is how do we fit both the image of the home, the name of the agent? Can we offer easy to use 10 second templatization to introduce yourself. So that would be amazing. That would be great. Yeah. We, we have a really great group called the Facebook creative shop. These are folks who used to work at creative agencies. They are super amazing, bright. Um, and we're thinking about that, you know, we're thinking about that as an industry team. Like how do we do this better? Um, because again, if it's not compelling, consumers won't want to engage with it. And then that's not an efficient way to drive GCI and close business outcomes for agents. So it's a big piece of the pie. So let's talk a little bit about Facebook business pages, because it, I mean, mm -hmm. obviously if we're going to be doing paid ads, we need to have Facebook business pages. There's so yes. many incredible reasons to have, you know, your optimized page and mm -hmm. actually be active there. And so what kind of tips can you give us to, improve um, our, our page reach and engagement mm -hmm. and you know also kind of keeping that in mind because that's something that you could be doing for free is certainly you know putting more of your brand and content out there so any tips for pages specifically I think on the pages side a couple of just basics make sure that it's up to date you know make sure your contact information it is the free website it's the free window to the mobile world from a business perspective um, so I think, you know, make sure it doesn't look like it's got cobwebs and dust on it. I think that yeah, that's I probably... People, you can't have tumbleweeds blowing through your Facebook page. No, yeah. no. Business pages are important because to do the advertising we're talking about, you need a business page. So I think that's the other thing that people sometimes don't understand. I get this a lot across the industry going to conferences such as, and you go as well as I do, mm -hmm. um, all these conferences like, well, I'm on Facebook and I'm on, yeah, but I built a business on my personal page. I'm like, that simply doesn't have the right functionality, even back to messaging tools, right? You know, so there's, there's more than just the advertising component. It's messaging, it's appointment setting, it's other functionality that lives in that page. I do think that the page is a place where your unique individual brand can sing. So again, if we're a little bit like, wow, I don't know if I want to put a 15 second video into feed and pay for it because I'm not sure it's great. Okay, well then why don't you go out and just put it on your page and see what people, how they engage with it. Um, that's content again, that people really should understand. It's, you know, so many times I, I see it's, you know, my, my seller just got this, you know, listing or I bought, you know, my buyer just, I closed on the house and it's like, that's great. That should be there. But again, I think it comes back to you're in the community. Mm -hmm. I think that's how you stand out. And it's really the same way I would look at if you were designing a website and we know that websites, you know, are increasingly a little bit more obsolete. They're hard to keep up, you know, up and frankly on top of. So here it's like, well, you have that functionality. We built the templatization to do that. So take advantage of it. Um, I think content needs to matter. It needs to matter to your community and people, one of the things that's very interesting that we found is, you know, there are millions of searches going on within Facebook and Instagram each and every day. Mm -hmm. um, I believe the status three and four U.S. Facebook users search for a local business page every week. Mm. So having really relevant content, and I think about your community, about your services, about maybe the marketplace, you know, that's where the page really can become that valuable voice. Even if you don't have a listing, you're still imparting wisdom. You're still imparting a sense of community. You're still providing expertise and value. Um, I also think that it's a way, and this is me being maybe more of a mobile first native Chelsea versus a print native. Mm -hmm. I know agents spend a lot of money with customized photography and beautiful three folds and four folds and five folds and six folds and they kind of come out yeah, happy birthday i'm your agent you know <laughs> types of things um and they're beautiful but they don't give you the opportunity to be a three-dimensional person right um, and i think a lot right. of time you know and, and that's another way that you know look take a time out how much are we spending on printed beautiful materials that go in the folder when you meet the client versus saying why don't you go to my Facebook page? 
I mean, I'm, there's some videos there and it's going to talk about my career, my involvement in the community, how I look at helping my consumers. Um, we used an agent when we moved here and he had a wonderful YouTube video. I maybe mentioned several thousand times to him. I'm like, this is great content that needs to be on your Facebook page. You know, finally got him there, but it was like, but he, you know, it's great content. He had a very interesting story to tell and it was engaging. My point is like that should just live right in, in that environment on Facebook because that's the front door to your business. I love that. So, I love that three-dimensional yeah. point. You're right. And and that this is this is your front door. This is your this is a website. Absolutely. I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Um I did forget one thing on the ads too I want to go back to because no. I think an, uh something that is so cool about some of the ads that you do is and, and again, kind of sort of making it easy, doing the heavy lifting for you. In the guide, it talks about something called dynamic ads. And I just yes. want to take a quick second to talk about what are they and like, why is this so incredibly cool? And I just think there's so many things that people probably listening think, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that. <laughs> I thought that it was just, you know, me going yes. to build that. So talk a little bit about dynamic ads and then we're going to talk uh, about marketplace after that. Okay. So dynamic ads really are primarily used for retargeting. And if we take, so, so let's take a step back. If we go to Nike and we start searching around Nike, you're probably searching for a certain type of shoe. So maybe my friend Mustafa, who is my teammate, he loves Nike basketball shoes. Maybe he's doing that and maybe I'm looking for running shoes. I don't wanna see all of Nike's catalog come back to me as a retarget. I want a more curated effect. I'm looking for running shoes. I'm looking at this price point, even maybe certain colors. I wanna see more of that. He wants to see more of the basketball shoe. Dynamic ads work that way. So it's a catalog. And in, in the real estate world, what that works as is really the catalog that the brokerage has. It's very hard for agents because what fuels the experience is listings. Hmm. It makes the tools smarter. So what ends up happening is certain third-party companies and some of these brokerage programs, they use retargeting, they have dynamic ads. And what that allows is if I'm looking in a certain neighborhood in Austin at a certain type of price point, a certain amount of bedrooms, it's going to serve me that versus something 25 miles out. Mm -hmm. That is really where dynamic ads play into effect. And there's more product that's going to come with dynamic feeds because again, we can kind of look at the consumer behavior so we can make a better advertising experience for the consumer. Again, if, my friend Mustafa wants to see the Nike basketball shoes and I want to see the running shoes. We don't want to vice versa see that. Mm -hmm. Similarly with a house, if my price point is X and I'm looking at a certain amount of bedrooms and I'm looking in certain places, why in the wide world of sports would you serve me something that's 30 miles out? Um, so not, not, that not that all of your ads aren't smart, but I, I'm like, just, I'm going to label this like a dynamic ads, like a smart ad. Like it's, it's yes. going to like learn and use AI and it needs yes. sort of that inventory or more content, more houses, yeah. more listings to be able to do that. But um, it does. yeah, that's, I, I mean, think it's, it, and I think it's more for the, again, the brokerage because they've got the listings or big teams, or right. if you're an agent that has 20 listings or 25 lists, if you're a power agent and you can feel that catalog, it's great because again, most likely back to what we were talking about a couple of minutes ago, you're probably a specialist in a certain type of property in a certain type of area. And so that's a really effective play, I think. But if you're an agent that maybe is low volume, no, and certainly no judging, it's just that experience won't work as well because which fuels the experience really is the catalog and then learning yeah. what the consumer yeah. is doing. Yeah. yeah, love it. Okay, Marketplace. Um, love Marketplace. I know I've been spending a lot of time on Marketplace the last few yes. months. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, I got to do, I got to get house stuff and projects. Yes. And so um, it's, it's been a, a, it's been a well-used uh, section on, on my Facebook. So talk about how real estate professionals can maybe leverage marketplace and, and, and maybe thinking mm -hmm. a little bit more in terms of, um, you know, not just going to buy something, but how can you really, you know, uh, optimize that platform sure. to kind of help them reach out to who the, their community is? So I think it's, it's, it's similar to the approach we talked about before. So there's, there's a organic side to it, which is, okay, you know, we can put our listings in and, you know, as we scroll through the shopping experience that lives there. And so, you know, again, having good photography, and this is, this is, this is the rule across all of 
real estate is my gosh, you know, I know not every home is a beautiful home, but find the best looking photography you can because it no may not be the front with the garage. It may be right. some other picture, right? <laughs> yeah, and, and not all homes are created equal. We right. know curbside photos do much better, but if you've mm -hmm. got a lacking curbside, find the kitchen, find something else. <laughs> um, so that's one. I think the other thing that people don't realize is that they can use Marketplace as an advertising placement. So again, a lot of these programs, what we advise is something called automatic placements. And so I'm gonna nerd out for a minute, but I'll bring it back to Marketplace. <laughs> automatic placements is basically two clicks of the button to basically say, I want Facebook and Instagram to find the consumer based on what I tell Facebook I want. Most of the agents are lead generation, so we want leads. So I'll use that as the example. You basically let us play and find the most efficient space. So a lot of times what agents do is I only, I'm going to be only on Facebook or I'm only going to be on Instagram or I'm only going to be in newsfeed or I'm only going to be here. Click the buttons, let machine learning and al algorithmic learning learn where best to serve the ad based on optimization. I may be a power user. You're mentioning you're a power user, potentially a marketplace. If we determine that you fit the criteria of what we want, which is to generate a lead for that listing and you're in marketplace more than I'm in marketplace because I'm off in Instagram stories, mm -hmm. you want the ad in marketplace and you want to find me on Instagram stories. That's so true. that's a big thing that agents, again, it's why partners matter, programs matter, taking out the guesswork, um, letting the machines learn. So marketplace is a really great and dynamic place to advertise. But again, it often isn't thought of in that way because you know, we're fixated on, well, I got to do, I'm going to just do Facebook. I'm going to just do newsfeed. It, it gets complex and that's where the partners really come into play. Um, it is a huge destination. I think we're seeing obviously much more use out of it. Um, on the rental side, um, we work with several companies to put in dynamic feeds on the rental side. We're not there yet for, on the for sale side. So that really does come down to the agent putting their listing organically and or using advertising in marketplace. So that's one big difference just to make sure similar to the dynamic ads thing to clarify. Um, it's absolutely though a great place to find consumers and more and more people are using it as a destination shopping site. Absolutely. So lots, lots of attention there. So it's a good placement for sure. Okay. Now let's talk about my favorite format, which is stories. And yes. uh, I like to nerd out about stories, and uh, I love that you. I love that you love to nerd out on that because it just makes I'm it so a excited. big dumb grin. Yes, I um I am obsessed with stories, and anyone who <laughs> follows me know that. Like you know, um, if if I am not showing up in a story, call someone because something has right. happened to me. I have been taken. I am there every single day. And, and right. I have to say that you know, I was talking about this over the last few months, but this one bright sense of normalcy in my life during this COVID time mm -hmm. has been able to open up, you know, my stories and feel like I'm still seeing my friends and family yep. and that that part didn't change. And so I already loved them before, but now I'm even like, oh my gosh, if you are not making this content, I call it the most human form of content that we can make. That's my opinion. Yep. I love it. And um, so I just, you know, would love to hear, and, and I know you're not going to give away any like insider secrets, mm. but if there's any Thing that you see, um, you know, our best practices for stories or, you know, uh, what's kind of on the horizon for them. I, I was reading a stat and, and you probably would know better than I would, but something like 350,000 Instagram stories are made every, every minute of the day or something like that. I was like, yes, these are my yes. people. <laughs> so um, a couple things, 1 billion stories, I mentioned it before, are shared across all of our apps every day. I mean, I think that wow. just, you know, if we pause right there and think about that number, that's mm -hmm. a really, that's an incredible statistic to wow. one part of a larger suite of products that, you know, is part of the Facebook family of apps and services. So there's that part of it. I think there are a couple of reasons why they are highly engaging. One, we talk about this a lot as it pertains to any content that's sight, sound, emotion on Facebook, which is be short. Mm. The fact that, you know, Yes, you can string a story along to make it long, but each little, I call them almost like dash mark, for lack of a better word, is 15 seconds long. Because yes. we know that that's basically what folks in the community want to see. Um, I think the other thing that people probably haven't 
they might pick up on, but it's a kind of a, a cheat I'll give you is open any of our apps, open Instagram, open Facebook, open messenger and above the masthead. Like I'm, I'm speaking old school here. You know, what's the headline above the masthead, right? But it's stories. It's actually the first thing you see when you open any of our web, uh, any of our apps. Mm -hmm. So it shows the focus of where the consumers are. The second thing I would state is, and you brought this up, Chelsea, is you know, consumers move faster than brands. Mm -hmm. Consumer behavior always leads to where the brands are supposed to go, right? So when you see that kind of adoption of a product, normally the consumer is far ahead of the marketer. I still believe that for real estate agents, there is a wonderful opportunity to impact their business and drive business results through stories. Um, I think you know everybody certainly does the feed ads. Everybody does kind of the basics. Again, you should be asking yourself, and when you're talking to a partner, do you do you do stories? Does your tool allow me to advertise across Instagram stories, Facebook stories, stories and messenger, right? Because again, that's core. The other thing is that consumers love brands that are in stories. So 62% of people who use stories in Facebook apps, they're actually more inclined to use the brand or mm. to engage with the brand. So again, from a real estate perspective, you know, you don't have to tell the five minute video. You can use stories as a tease, learn more, swipe up. There's your lead ad. There's your connection to the consumer. Um, so I think that those are ways in which people really can optimize the format. And then the last thing I'll say, and we talked about it a little bit earlier is, you know, frankly, fill the screen. Yeah. You know, again, I I've noticed lately, <laughs> I can tell a personal story. She won't mind, you know, but my wife, you know, it's my daughter's it. birthday a couple of weeks ago. She turns 14. She goes back to high school on uh, Tuesday. And Shannon, my wife is kind of doing, I like looking at her. I'm going, I'm so disappointed in you. She's You're like, you, have I not taught you anything? <laughs> I, exactly. I'm like, you know, here, here I'm on every webinar and web, you know, podcast for, for the industry. And the for person I live with doesn't even know how to turn it vertically, right? Um, you know, we, we all laugh at, at our foibles, but I think it's a really important point is again, rethink how you see the world, right? Rethink how you shoot that creative so that it is really optimized for that environment. Um, think about everything through that lens. You know, when you walk in with the phone, when you're doing Facebook live, right? We don't shoot in the landscape. You know, you can still pan around. You can still make tricks and trades off of, off of being vertical. But that's the other thing is it's, it is truly engaging. And then it's just highly, it's highly fun. You yeah, know, when you talk about- And I like yeah. it, I'm here for it. <laughs> but I think it's, it's another place to, to really speak to community. Again, there's no reason you can't be out on Main Street during, you know, the Friday concert or the coffee shop reopening, or we've had this happen a lot. I've heard a lot about, you know, stores that look boarded up, but they're open. You know, if you're out as a real estate professional, you know, use stories. That's a really super lightweight interface of like, hey, did you realize that Chelsea's coffee shop is open again? Yeah, absolutely. And it's so fast and easy to use and make content. So fast. Yeah. So last thing I want to talk about and wrap up is what we're doing right now. It is live video. Yes. Live video still something we should all be doing. There's so many different types of formats and content mm -hmm. and, and tips that you have for the real estate community in regards yes. to, to live videos. So in the guide, there's a lot of tips, but I'll boil it down. First, do your homework. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, there's a little bit of prep because what we really focused on during COVID was the fact that with shelter in place, people couldn't get to the listings, couldn't get to the open homes. Mm -hmm. I think the one thing I feel very confident saying post COVID when we come out of this in full, when everything is back to the way it was, right. is that this will be a legacy technology. And so if mm -hmm. you're not doing it now, yes. my advice, this isn't about paid ads. This isn't about anything. This is friendly advice get good at this very quickly because this is now what the consumer is expecting. I totally, we now, agree. totally agree. Even when we go back to normal, I tell people that this is mm -hmm. going to be continuing on. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and the reasons why Chelsea, one, the consumer now literally can have a localized version of house hunters. Right. So why do I need to get in the car? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to go do this? Let the agent do the work for me. And most agents are already shooting video, most likely to show their their buyers 
what listings are coming up when they're in, you know, the, the, the seller's caravans, right? And they're going out and they're seeing properties, right? So well, you're already doing a lot of it. Do your homework, get comfortable, know the property. It's no different than the open house. Like you wouldn't stumble into the open house and not know anything about the neighborhood, the house. You know, you're, you know, if you're, if you're smart, right, you're going to look and go, mm, that door is sticking. Maybe I don't take the, them through that door, right? right? That light bulb is out. I got to switch that. Oh, hey, you know what? The Wi-Fi. I need the Wi-Fi code. So much of this is basic, but we look at technology and we get very paralyzed. But by the way, I'm looking out the window laughing. Speaking of a live moment where I'm like praying my dog is in my daughter's room because I see a truck <laughs> coming out of the corner. Yeah. And the it's like, Amazon boom. delivery, the ring doorbell going yes, off. Yes. Oh, so so in, a moment, in, a, in a moment, your audience is going to be like, oh, God, that guy. But well, we're going to keep our fingers crossed. So yeah. back to live. So do the pre-work, know that stuff, know the property. It's no different than what you've done. The second thing that I think is really super important for, for folks to think about is shoot some of the opening of the live about yourself and about the neighborhood. This is again where, you know, we, we see this, right? Like if we run ad library, it's like nothing but listing curbside photos that we kind of get blinded by like thousands upon hundreds of thousands. This is the way that your personality can really stand out. And what's interesting about live is that is your way to go from a two dimensional to a three dimensional advisor to the community and what your services are. So I think take the time, don't just dive in and run through the front door to talk about the house. Talk about who you are, talk about your experience, talk about the neighborhood, you know, the neighborhood I live in, it has legacy oak trees. I mean, yes, mundane, but boy, it's a selling point to this neighborhood. Take that time. Don't forget that it's okay to do more with this format. People expect it. Lastly, I get this question all the time. Well, how long should it be? Yes. Give you, I'll, give you two, I'll give you two points. <laughs> the house I lived in, when I rented for 10 years in Oakland before I moved in May to Austin, was 1,000 square feet in an urban neighborhood. It had a mother-in-law unit in the back with a different renter, and I had no backyard. Any agent would go through this place and be done in about 10 minutes. There's no reason to linger. It is what it is. You could maybe linger a little bit more if you want to talk about the neighborhood, but the home is thousand square feet. That's what it is. Now I'm in a property that's double the size and I have land and I have a backyard. So again, you're going to need more time to explain that. So I think, you know, judge it, do a walkthrough. The other thing that people, it's really interesting. If you're really like, Oh God, I don't want to do live. Take video with your cell phone the same way. Shoot vertically, folks. Shoot vertically. Mm -hmm. But you can take it on the phone and then you can put that on Facebook and Instagram as paid content, organic content later. If it's really something that you're like, man, I am not going to get on live. Well, then <laughs> learn video because it's the same thing. You've got the, the attention of the consumer. So I think um, those are tips and tricks I would give. The other thing is um, buy a gimbal. Um, I know our, our dear friends, Nick and Tristan from LabCoat, they talk about it all the time. You know, it's a steady stick, right? And again, that's, you know, we don't want the live to become the Blair Witch Project. I say that all the time. I mean, no one wants to see that, right? Um, it's also, I think, safer for you as the agent. You know, if I've got this phone and I'm just looking here and I'm right. inevitably, you're going to probably... Nobody oh, that would be hurt. highly viewed, right? Though, if you fall down, I mean, we're not suggesting anybody. I would never suggest but, that. But, but I've personally done that and seen a few lives that have done that. So last, yeah. um, you know, note I want to, I want to mention before we wrap up and we'll sure. again, let everybody know who you are, where they can find you and, and, and some information about partners. Um, we know that captions are really, really important to, mm -hmm. to help make sure that uh, everyone can partake in your content. Um, is, is that still something that you're recommending and will that maybe be something that might be coming to a, a future near you, near us and, and our, uh, editing features at all? I mean, again, this goes back to partners using text overlay is what we call it. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, in the guide itself, we show a couple of examples of that. Um, whether it's even still photography or video, it, it's telling the story. Mm. Um, what we know from research is that inevitably the consumer or the member of the Facebook, Instagram community looks at the image first, mm -hmm. the copy second and third, who the message is brought to them by. Mm -hmm. So the more that you can put text overlay in and a lot of partners, that's part of the technology that they've developed is right. we know that, you know, a couple of years ago when we really started, you know, 
using our video product. I was working on our financial services uh, industry team before I came up with the real estate team. And a lot of it was similar. Like you have to be, you can't tell the story the same way on TV. You have to use text overlay. So text overlay is a great way to also be engaging, suck the consumer in, give a little bit more information. Um, a lot of those partners know that best practice and they're building that in. And I think that's, again, another reason why partners really do matter. Um, they make, you know, they, they worked hard to follow our best practices and make it easy for you. Um, so again, it's a good question for a partner. Do you offer that? And if the answer is no, you're probably like, hmm, wonder why. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Well, thank you so much. And, and just again, you Likewise. know, tell people, you know, where they can find out more information. I will give them the guide yeah. and you've got the real estate website and, and just any, any information you want to leave yeah. us with. And we just want to say thank you yeah. so much for oh. being with us today. I'm super excited. I mean, if I was in person, I'd be like, can I get an autograph somewhere? <laughs> no, because we're friends. And then, and, and again, I'm, I, thank you. I, I'm blushing only because I mean, at the end of the day, this is a passion for our team, not just for me. We really believe in like, how can we make agents get the best of our platforms? We want to drive business outcomes. It's integral to, you know, our local communities. There's so much that goes into the industry that we really feel passionate about. So thank you for the opportunity to speak to it. And it's our job to do this. So it's, and it's a passion. So thanks and know that. A um, couple of things I think for the audiences they leave is again, the Real Estate Professional Guides to Success. Chelsea has that, um, she can, we want it widely distributed. It's about 40 pages long. It goes really deep into these subjects. It calls out partners, it calls out things from a third party perspective who you need and should think about talking to. Um, the website is about two weeks old, just launched. It is a little wordy, but it is www.facebook.com slash business slash industries slash real, real hyphen estate. Um, and, and Chelsea will have that in the link yeah. to the show notes. Um, and then lastly, just, I think, you know, play with that content and really look at that content. It's certainly there. We want it to be used. We want it to answer questions. Um, we are going to continue to do our very best to be on our front foot. And as things change, be out there frequently. Um, we did so during COVID when we needed to talk about Facebook live, these materials, and then lastly, um, if you want to find me, the best place is LinkedIn, believe it or not, because it's the place where I kind of do, I, I do keep my, my personal and my professional uh, separate. Um, that is the one place, so it's Scotch Pro 23 on LinkedIn, you'll see me there. And, um, you know, certainly happy to get your feedback on, you know, the materials. Um, we think of feedback as a gift. So if there are things that, you know, folks think that we're missing or need more of, like that's our best research tool is to hear from you. And normally we take conferences, like the Inman's of the world, as you mentioned, or conferences to get that kind of, in, you know, real Main Street USA talk. So I think that's certainly helpful. Use that platform to reach out with some thoughts if you have any on the content we pr produced. Awesome. Thank you so much. Looking forward to more in the future and really Absolutely. excited to continue the discussions.